Welcome to season five of Vitamins for Breakfast, Quarantine Edition. I had big plans for the season, but then life happened, and I felt as if a wrench was thrown in my plan. But this time has taught me the importance of getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. In efforts to reinvent my plans, I ended up creating one of the most inspiring seasons where I feature six amazing men and women. All my guests openly discuss their individual experiences in this country, along with their journeys to social, physical, mental, and emotional elevation. It's time we change the soundtrack that's been written for our lives, as we are more than what they categorize us to be, and this season will solidify that. So let's get some vitamins for the soul with this episode of Vitamins for Breakfast. Let's find out who today's guest is. Karen is one of those women in the room who is incredibly striking. Her incredible style, her hair, her smile, her sincere eyes all catch your attention immediately. And once you get to know her, you realize that she's beyond the surface, a true genuine soul that boldly unfolds the layers of herself because her desires to expand her mind is much more intriguing. Karen, thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited. I'm excited to have you. How have you been? How has quarantine been treating you? Tell me you've been doing your own haircuts, your own trims. You know, you got curly yeah. hair. You know what to do. Wow, it's been good and bad. That's all I can say. I've good been, and bad. Some, yeah, some days I've been like, oh my God, I'm not doing anything with my life. I'm going to yeah. be a, a bum. And then other days I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, let me let me do this. Let me do that. I even started writing my own screenplay. And I'm oh, like, look, look, the time has been doing you good. Yeah, so I've been doing that. It's hard because like, I've never like, like read a whole screenplay by myself so then I'm like how do I write this and like show like show the message I want to show without you know it being so like up in your face and stuff like that so a screenplay is kind of like it's like a script but everything is described like she turns to her left and picks up a water bottle Mm -hmm. and like the whole thing right so you've never read one but you're writing one yeah so um I follow Spike Lee on Instagram and he put like a unreleased movie of like um, Jackie Robinson. So mm-hmm. I started reading it and I'm like, okay, I see like I could get some points from there of like how do you describe things. Yeah, and yeah. so right now I'm in like the early prog process, you know, yeah, but yeah, I'm trying yeah. to get there, you know. Yeah, I mean, you got all the time in the world. You got all the time in the world right now. Literally. <laughs> you got no excuses but I feel you every day does feel like that there's days where you're like yo what what am I doing with my life where is my life going like how am I gonna manifest the things that I wanted to do before all this happened and then you're like wait I got a mad time like let me let me do something let me take care of my skin let me you know yes. do, do some workouts you know what I'm saying like let me try that's, to do something that's exactly how it was like at first yo I was so into working out I was like a like a gym rat without being in the gym I was like in my room <laughs> doing squats doing all these I learned how to do a, a handstand like a headstand I saw like, that I like, saw that yeah. and I'm just like but now I left that face then I got into like a lazy face for a while and then like I started then I started writing after that so yeah that's what that's I was dope. doing lately I was at, and I got roller skates so now so that's another thing Ooh. I'm doing I'm, 
Girl, I'm trying here. I be seeing these girls, they be like roller skating to like R&B songs. And I be so like, I wish I could do that. But I don't even know how to fucking walk half the time. No, <laughs> it is hard, but I'm, I'm not that skilled yet. Hopefully I'll get there one day. So you've been picking up like all these little mm-hmm. things that you probably always want to do, but didn't have like the time to do exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. That's so that's fun. I mean. How do you feel about these phases though? Like, like, you know, you have a phase where you're trying, you know, you do this, you do that. And then you're like, damn, uh, I'll be wanting them to last longer, to be honest. I'm like, damn, I wish I still was on my little workout phase, but yeah. I don't know what it is. Like sometimes I'm like, I'm so into it. I'll be so passionate. I'll be doing it every single day. And then I'm like, I'm thinking about dropping this now and doing something else. <laughs> So it's hard. I feel that. That's me. That's that. I, I identify. So I'm like, how do you deal with that? Because there's, there's, you'll go through stages like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be working out, eating good this entire week. And the weekend hits and you're like, yo, fuck it. I'm going to order something. I'm going to drink. And then everything kind of goes downhill after that. You're like, I can't stick to it. You're just like, oh, man, I ain't shit. Can I say bad words here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I say bad words? Yeah, you That's can how say I'll be feeling. I'm like, gosh, man. So you've been working on a uh, screenplay. And so that's what you've been predominantly doing creatively. Because me and Karen met at a background acting gig. She pulled up looking fly as hell. And I <sighs> said, who in the fuck is this? She, Her hair, everything about her. She's so gorgeous. Our club scene like, outfit. <laughs> yeah, a little club scene outfit. You had your little tight shirt. And I was just like, your shoes. I was like, damn, this girl's fly. And that, you know, when you meet people in background, you you tend to think that they do things creatively because it's like a lot of people who are doing background are creative people just some way or another. It's like very strange that you'll, you'll meet like a corporate person who's just doing background on the weekends, you know, usually yeah, it's like, like for fun. Yeah, you know, it's usually just creative people. So creatively, that's been what you've been doing thus far. But like, what do you what do you feel like your passion is when it comes to creativity? You know, like, what, what do you think that that is for but- you? I feel like I have so many different passions and like like you were saying before like sometimes I drop it but then yeah. I always come back to it like I've always been into like photography so I like going to thrift stores and finding like cameras and then I take pictures with them yeah, and it's yeah. just like I don't know the world through my lens or whatever yeah, um yeah. I also like I like acting like I like being funny like I like being a jokester and sometimes people don't think I'm too serious because I'm always like oh trying to find like the the bright side of things and they're like okay yes. i'm like what is it half the glass half full this ha- yeah you're optimistic. The- you're optimistic yeah, you're optimistic yeah that's how i try to be oh most of the time so yeah i'll try to be funny that's my passion i'll be saying i feel like <laughs> yo i feel like i should be a comedian <laughs> and yes yeah, so i'm like oh i don't know should i or it's just like one of those things i'm not really and i'll be I be trying to tell myself I am, but but what you were trying yeah. to do? Stand up? You want to do stand up? I don't. Yeah, cause I feel you like I'm stand up. I be sometimes I be cracking some jokes, but then sometimes like nobody gets it, and I get it, and I'm like <laughs> dying of laughter, and it's just like oh god. They don't always they don't always connect for everyone else, but you be making yourself laugh. Is what you're saying? Yeah, but I feel like I be I I have like different creative outlets that I go into like. I like doing like uh, mood boards, but like more like scrapbooking. Like when I was little, I found my scrapbook when I was little and I swear to God, I'm weird. I saved my first sour starburst and I like drew all these things. And then like I cut some pictures out and made like this weird collage and stuff yeah. like that. So I, I've always liked doing that. 
That's dope. You gotta, you have a creative eye for things then. Because if you were doing that at a young age, people always say, like, if you're trying to figure out what your passions are, who were you as a child? And if you as a child were, like, had an eye for putting things together, because when I go on your Instagram, it's more of, like, life through your through your eyes more than mm-hmm. I can find pictures of you on there. And I'm like, she's yeah. such a girl. Why, why don't I, like, why can't I go on Instagram and see her face? You know, I, I see trips i see her around the world but i don't really see her <laughs> i went through i don't know i went through a phase that at first i was like i w- instagram was like i didn't like it for a long time so i went through like a whole year i didn't use it because i felt it was like super too superficial and then i'm like am i being superficial i don't want to be viewed gotcha. as that and then i just like i started feeling like self-conscious of what i was posting because i wanted to not i wanted to post like the right message for me and like not be like someone that i'm not yeah. and then i but then also i feel like my instagram gives out like i travel a lot which i do but i feel like that's not necessarily my entire life right, so right, right. It, it became a struggle and now i don't even post anything <laughs> i will start posting soon people are like you need to post pictures i post yeah. stories though so that's okay you do that's how i saw you doing the little headstand and stuff i'm like okay mm-hmm. look at her but i'm like but you won't see if you just go on your page you won't really see Karen how you see Karen if you met her because it's like like I said I'm gonna sit here and call you fashionable and all these things and people will be like yo I can't see her fashion I can't see her hair yeah, I don't like, two see pictures. yeah like what's going on but you have most it is true though but the thing is about Instagram is that Instagram I don't think it, it I don't think it's meant to show your entire life though I think yeah that like I'm supposed to show my entire life on here like I think it's completely okay that you show just a part of it like if it is just your lenses like what you see but I think, you know, the whole world will benefit with at least seeing your face I'm a little trying, bit. <laughs> I'm trying to remain a, a mystery here. I know, right? You want people to wonder about Karen. Mm-hmm. Not know. Yeah, I feel you. That's exactly. I get oh, my God. Yeah. Well, now when you said my name, I thought about, you know, like all these Karen memes. <laughs> I thought of that to, the, yesterday. I was my I was like, who are you interviewing? And I said, oh, my friend Karen that I met in the background. She's like, Karen? She's like, that's a controversial name during these times. <laughs> Girl, I'm like, I'm Karen the Dominican. Please, this Yo. is not my name. It's my mother name. <laughs> Yo, you are Karen the Dominican. Yo. Yo it, it's been so crazy how many people have been DMing me stuff like, oh, have you seen this? I'm like, but like to me, it's like, I don't really care because it's like, that's not me. Like, right, it's not going to offend me at all. Like, and I agree with those people posting that to let it be known what these like women are doing. So I'm just like, right. I, I, I don't care. Unfortunately, <laughs> at this time, but the, uh, you can't you can't be you know perfect at all stages, you know, because at one point yeah. maybe curly hair was in a thing and you had curly hair and people send you photos like look at this girl with her moños and like look at mm-hmm. you with your You're like bitch shut the fuck up and there's you not know? much I can do I'm like I'm not gonna change my name like I don't care y'all could use my name all y'all right, want right, I'm right. still gonna live my life over here of course to top it off you are a private person so I don't think it would affect you too yeah you know, too much so you wouldn't really care but kind of speaking of um being a Dominican Karen you know like what <laughs> what is it like um what's this like what's the climate in your house as a Dominican person hearing everything that's happening with the Karens with the with the you know uh police brutality with the injustices like what is the so what's the climate in your house being that you do 
live in a Dominican household because we all know that Dominicans are are living a different experience when it comes to what's happening in reference to what's happening to Black Americans because of course they're yeah. they're not Black Americans. So yeah, I feel like me and my little sister have been having to educate like my mom and yeah. my grandma a lot because like when the per- protests first started, I feel like my mom became like like many other people like she became caught up in the looting and like it scared her so she was like i don't think those people should be doing this and i'm like to be honest those people don't have anything so if they go and steal from a multi-million dollar company like chanel um best buy and stuff like that like yeah yeah like that's not gonna um cause any dent in their bank account but like these people like we've been without a job and who knows how people are struggling like thankfully like we are okay but like there's other yeah. people in the Bronx who god forbid they don't even have like a meal to eat at the end of the day so i was like if they're angry let their anger get out and you know so be it if they have to yeah, steal yeah. some stuff yeah <laughs> like, okay those yeah, a lot of us felt that way too. Yeah, yeah. yeah Soho, they, they have insurance on their businesses. This, they're of they're course, happy. Yeah. They're like steal. <laughs> so I'm just like, I don't even care. Like, I went to Soho the other day, and like Kif, they got looted, and they put. I think it's how you say Kif, right? I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Kif, yeah. So they boarded up their building after, and they put like a Nelson Mandela quote. But I felt like it was like superficial. Like they boarded up their things. But they were like, oh, let me just put this quote so they could show that I stand with them. But yeah. I don't know how real it was, you know? Like, I feel like some people are, like, doing that little false advertisement yes, and stuff. Yes, yes, so yes. That I, is cancel, I canceled point. Starbucks recently. I'm like, I'm canceling all these people, but I'm going to commit. Like, if you're going to boycott something, let's commit yeah. and just not, like, yeah. half-ass it and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, because I heard with the Starbucks situation is that they didn't want their employees to be wearing, like, Black Lives Matter shirts. Yeah. Until the heat got on their ass. They're like, oh, it's okay. Y'all can wear it. I'm like, y'all no. always... Do y'all always agreeable when when people get on your ass? Yeah, supposedly. So yesterday when I went on my hike, I met some kid who worked in Starbucks, and I didn't really mm-hmm. know where he stand, but he was like, he was like, oh, they did it for our protection because just in case like a white customer comes in and gets like tight and like starts like screaming at them. I'm like, I understand that, but like, it, how truthfully was that? I don't know. Right. Yeah. That, that 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 sounds like a good excuse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's like a little bit of both, so I'm not really sure about that. Yeah, I feel you with the with the Kith comment about the N- Nelson Mandela. I feel like a lot of these companies are trying to make sure that they they still like let people know where they stand. But it's like if you weren't doing this prior to when it was actually a problem, it just feels like you're just doing it out for clout. I think like everything nowadays has that clout moment. I feel like even the Black Lives Matter movement is a clout mo- is a clout uh, opportunity for some people. I feel like some people are like, I... let me bandwagon on this. Some companies are like, oh, we stand behind. I've never heard y'all ever talk about Black Lives Matter, anything like that. Yeah. And now y'all coming out like, y'all, we, you guys matter to us and all these things. I'm like, y'all really are becoming opportunists off the situation right now. I literally feel the same way. I'm like, yo, I don't know. Like, it's so ingenuine. And I hate that. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, you guys are so fake. Like, yeah. 
you wasn't about to die before. Like, wasn't like now yeah, they're like, all what, about it. Like, yeah, what changed? What changed? Because you know what it is. I I think since the community is so loud about it, and this time they're not letting up. I think they they've gotten so used to like if anything happens, it becomes yesterday's paper. Like in a week, mm-hmm. and the fact that people are like, yo, we're not gonna buy your shit. We're not gonna engage with your stuff. We're not gonna do. And when people saw that people were literally burning down these big name corporations, it does something to the psyche. It does something to people's mind where it's like, yo these places they're not even being respected by the people anymore and they're like yo we gotta let them know that we stand by them so they can you know be on our side you know so it's like nobody fucking with y'all no more though really a lot (laughs) of companies i like like that that, (laughs) um for like with that i like that like now celebrities like i like that their status is going down because people Mm -hmm. think too high and mighty of celebrities so when they saw some people set up like some of them weren't posting stuff and stuff like that they would like like why do i really follow this person like what do they bring to my life like they Mm -hmm. don't bring they celebrities don't bring anything to your life maybe like entertainment once in a while but they're human just like us and then it's like if you have so much power and you're not even using it like to me i feel like kendall jenner she's like Mm. she's like she's like i don't know she posts like a little black square and then um (laughs) i've been going to her page so i'm like yo i want to see and she hasn't been posting anything like she won't post like a like a post or a story but Mm. not even like of herself because i feel like if she does they're gonna come at her like oh you post one black square and then that's it but then your whole family you know yeah and it's just like right it's it it doesn't add up, you know, when it comes time to actually put in the work to like where the problems really live for you to really show how much you care about, you know, somebody because these, these are the people you decide to have families with. You mm-hmm. would think they would show up. And and I haven't been keeping up with the Kardashians, funny enough, that that's their whole thing. I haven't been keeping up with them during this time. So I just I've always knew that they weren't genuine just from yeah they're not about it i think you can't be a genuine person and be so vanity driven you can't it don't work that way like to me i feel like the only one who i feel actually does something is kim kardashian like Mm -hmm. but i don't know how much she does but you know like she has helped out with like the prison reform and stuff like that and Uh, she does use her name like to help because like she brings in more people attention more to look at mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm, yeah but the other ones i'm just like oh you guys are so canceled yeah <laughs> you guys are so canceled but it's funny that you say that because i i started to realize the just the lack of respect I was having for celebrities, even when the quarantine began. Because you see them, like, you know, stay positive. But yeah, y'all have imagine. mansions, pools. You guys have a, a life of luxury, and you're telling us to keep saying and keep our heads above water. But y'all live in the most comfortable lifestyle. I'm living in a small-ass apartment with my whole family. You're telling That's me to keep my I'm... head up above water? <laughs> like, y'all have acres and acres. I was saying, like... One thing that quarantine made me realize is that, like, New York City is not, it's a place, like, to live, but you live, like, difficult. Like, it's, yeah. like, you're starving for more, like, you're starving for more space. Like, there's yeah. so many people around you. Like, I see some people who, like, they live in a house. Not It's not a big house, but mm-hmm. they're able to go outside and, like, stretch and do all this stuff. Yeah, and then yeah. for us, it's like, okay, let me use this corner of my room and right, stuff like right, that, which right. makes you... It, it, it makes it a little bit crazy. Yeah, and it, it is. I'm happy you said that because 
I've just, I've also been looking at New York differently. Also because when you realize that if shit were to really go down, you know, you, we, we done, you know, as a city, we done, you know, like yeah. we don't, we don't have really a way to really get out of here quickly, you know, such a packed city. And, and, and then like you said, you don't, you pay all this money and you get such a small space when there's people who live like maybe more, you know, down South and they have acres of, of, of land for what we would pay for our apartment. Um, and that's just that'll just be their mortgage for acres and acres. So it's just like you just think about New York and this hustle mentality and everything is here. So like you got to get it how you live, sink or swim. And you're just like, damn, when it comes to the things that matter now that you're in quarantine, where it's like your mental health, you know, your your sanity, your family, all these things that like are not money driven. You're just like, man, New York is just not it. Like, like you'd be exactly. thinking like, where do I go? But it's then you're like, where do I go, though? You know, because we're also know, kind of to new york yeah the chaos we're so used to it i when i moved to buffalo for like college um it was it's still new york but it's so different new york so i was like yo this is so weird like hearing like birds in the background (laughs) rather than like saying good morning (laughs) yeah and i'm just like what is this like i I felt so out of place and i felt like i don't know like going to sleep listening to like outside people talking like on a summer night compared to like going to sleep and hearing like just the little quiet i was like mm-hmm. oh this is so uncomfortable for me but yeah. like just, you just have to get used to it and then i feel like we'll be fine it is true. I, did, I tried living out of state for a little bit myself and I was losing my mind. I was like, yo, you are, people don't realize how like, because even when you're in, like for me, like, I went to Oswego for college and when you're in these small college towns or whatever, like or co- like Buffalo is a lot bigger than, than Oswego though when it comes to the, the community. But mm-hmm. it just feels, you still feel like you're, you're still close to home. You're a drive away. But like if you go somewhere else and you're a whole different system, like you're in a different state, you know, like you have to change your ID you have to do so much shit like you have to literally become ingrained into this state and it just feels weird like i'm so used to just everything being new york like it's funny because i went to la um last summer and me and my friend we were walking back to um my sister's house because she moved over over there and yeah. we were walking i forgot what happened but some guy goes you from new york right i think because he like cut us or we like we went and we like sucked our tea and he's uh-huh. like are you guys from new york and we're like yeah and he's like i can tell and i'm like okay yo <laughs> I yeah i was like what do we have what is it about I, us i don't <laughs> know it's like written on our foreheads or something yeah like, oh, it is yeah, she's from new york <laughs> it's crazy so do you ever think about that though? Like like what your future looks like in reference to like where you would like to live? Like do you see yourself long term in New York? Um, yes. And well, I feel like yeah, but I wanna move somewhere else just to experience it. And like since I'm pursuing acting, I was like, I don't know if I should move out to LA now or maybe a little later on when I'm like more in the game. So like, right. that's what I'm. Girl, thinking. you have a sister out there. I mean, you have at least you got a place to stay. Like <laughs> that's true. That's what I was thinking. But then I also like I like I value my own space. So then I'm like I, I don't you. know. I have to be sharing with her and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. we'll see how it goes. I mean, hey, that's something to consider, though. At least you have options, because there's some people who don't, you don't have Mm -hmm. options, at least. At least you have someone who's there and can at least tell you what area is good, what area is not too good to go. But if you really are going to pursue acting seriously, people definitely always say that. Like, if you're going to pursue it seriously, go to L.A., because people say New York is more Broadway, you know? That's true. That's what I So it depends on what you're trying to do. 
it's just yeah it, it's like a tough decision because you like you want to leave but then it's like also the fear of the unknown you're like what if i go and what's gonna happen but also i feel like that's what makes it more exciting like just not knowing and then like the whole progress and like process figuring it out yeah yeah i hear you that it's just i I think it is always, it is, we all know it's better to take that leap and figure out what's on the other side. But I think, of course, initially, it's always so hard to to make that first initial Yeah, like, jump. just make the jump. Yeah. yeah. That was, oh my God, that was me yesterday. I was like, I wanted to jump a cliff and I was so scared, but I wanted to do it so bad. And then- You went hiking yeah. yesterday, for those who didn't um, hear prior, but you went hiking and you were going to jump yeah. a cliff. Yeah, to jump a cliff. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I'm so scared. But then I did it, and I was like, this is amazing. Oh my gosh! So you jumped off a cliff. You like, were you like landed in some water? Yeah, yeah. Well, we landed. Well, I landed in a lake. What? Yeah, what? A- what? Um, trail was this? Where was this? Honestly, I don't even know. I think it's called like Harry Harry Harrison State Park or something like that. You my just sister got in the car and went somewhere. Yeah, my my <laughs> sister was like, let's go, and I was like, okay, I'll go with you. But it was dope. So you have also had the privilege of working with kids, which is another form of an art because working with kids requires you to be extremely creative to keep these motherfuckers entertained. Yeah. Um, so how long have you been working with kids? I know you just told me up until recently you are not working with kids, but how long were you working with kids prior to? I was probably a nanny for like five years. Yeah, like five years. And it was consistently with the same kid. So I started off with like um, one family, maybe for like, I only did them for a couple of months. And then I went to um, my last family and I was with them like for the rest of the, the time that I was there. Like, Got it. So and yeah, I, I saw uh-huh. them like grow up into like what they are now. And stuff. <laughs> the little creatures they are now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but what was, what was that like? Because I remember you and I had a conversation on the train of what it's like to be a nanny for, you know, Caucasian or white kids or kids who are not diverse and don't understand, you know, diversity. Because it's clear that we all, we're all aware that the problem always begins with the youth because the parents are instilling the racism into the kids and the kids grow up and they're, they're racist. So like when you are someone who is Latina and you're working with a kid who might not be aware or conscious of diversity, like how was that for you? Because I remember we were having a talk about it. You were just telling me how sometimes this kid will say things or feel uncomfortable for certain reasons and you have to like be like yo like we have to make sure we nip this in the butt right now we can't have you being a bigot (laughs) and it's it's crazy because like i feel like he would even know what why he was feeling uncomfortable it was just like something like it's just instilled in you and you don't even know it like it just happens so like when he would say some comments i would just be like oh like why do you feel this way like, mm-hmm. And then he couldn't come up with an answer. And I'm like, you see, there's nothing to worry about. Like, we're okay. Like, I remember one time we went to um, Staten Island and he was like, oh, like, why is there so many black people here? It's not like my neighborhood. And I'm like, every neighborhood is different. And like, um, you can't expect to see, always see people like you. There's more people in this world that don't look like you. So yeah. I feel like, like you just need to expose them so we used to do like a lot of like activities in the summer like walking every bridge and like seeing different things because it's like he was sheltered i feel like he they go to yeah. private school and they just become sheltered to like their community and they don't think yeah. that there's an outside world and like i feel like not just even like kids with money like white kids with money like mm-hmm. white kids in general like when i had a roommate um in buffalo she 
they were, I had three white roommates my first semester there and they would always ask me like oh where I'm from and I feel like sometimes they didn't care enough to remember at the end like some um like I feel like they knew where I was from like I'm Dominican but they they were just like they didn't know geography which is like a common thing to know they were like oh yeah that's next to one of them said that's next to Mexico right and I'm like oh, I was like Girl. Oh, you know what's next to Mexico? America. <laughs> like, oh my God. I was like, yo, and I feel like she knew because like the face I made, I was like, um, no, it's in the Caribbean islands actually. Um, and she's like, oh, I could have sworn that was the country next to Mer- Mexico. And that's when I was like, America? <laughs> like, oh you know? my God. And these be the ones who love going to DR for like Punta Cana. <laughs> Like, they're going to Punta Cana and stuff, loving their little spring break there, but they don't even know where they're going on the continent, like, on the map. Like- yeah, I realized that, like, I feel like they don't care enough because they think the world revolves around them. So they don't need to know anything. Like, we, like we're the ones that are supposed to tell them or, like, we enter into their world. They don't enter into ours, hey. something like that. So it's just, like, it's it was, like, it was surprising because I feel like I've never really had that many white friends because mm-hmm. I went to, I had some white friends that were like Albanians and Italian when I went to high school, but most of my life has been like Dominicans, Puerto Rican, black people, Mexicans, and Africans. But yeah. other than that, you know, I was like, right. oh, okay. And you know this what's is- so funny? You know what's so funny? That when you came in interaction with white people, let's say, because we we can have the same idea that they have. They, ha- they haven't been exposed to it, you know, just like we haven't really been exposed to white people. But when you meet a white person, for me personally, I never think like, oh, you know, this white person is raro, or, you know, whatever. I, I come in like, oh, let me get to know this person. is a different person. Of course, I observe they're white because you observe. But it's yeah. different when they when they meet, you know, black people and they immediately think like, oh, this person isn't trustworthy or this person might try to hurt me. It's just like the things that cycle through their mind, it's so different when we meet them. And of course, it can have everything to do with the fact that we were satirized with media of just portraying black people and Latino people in a bad light. And we never saw whites in a bad light. If anything, all the TV shows you and I grew up watching on TV, Lizzie McGuire, all these people, we were just like, oh, white is right. You know, white is, white is... (laughs) what it is you know what i'm saying like we never that's exactly what otherwise. i used to think yeah yeah and it's it's so confusing because you grow up seeing these girls as the examples of what girls look like and then you just say where do i fit in in that you know that's how I, when i was little i used to be like i don't know like it's okay that my dad is a taxi driver and my mom has a daycare in the apartment but like why don't we like them? Like, I want a house yeah. of a pool. Yo, like, all my life, I want, I still want a house of a pool. Me too. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm Me too. Like, <laughs> I'm like, damn. I'm like, that's how you know when you make it. When you have a yep. pool in your house. And it's not like that one that you buy in Costco or at whatever. <laughs> it's off like the ground. Pool. It's in <laughs> the ground. <laughs> I'm like, that's that good life. Yeah, that's how you know. But it's crazy because those TV shows, like, without even knowing, they created, like, this thing in our head. Like, oh, there's something wrong with us. And in reality, there's nothing wrong with us. Like, yeah, it is, it is true. It definitely did. It made us think that, like, that was the goal and that we, we our, our job was to try to get remotely close to it, you know? So when it comes to at least our hair, I know for me, it was, like, straight hair because they have straight oh, hair. Like, what, girl, what else? All the I- time. <laughs> You know, like All you're like, what else am I supposed to do? What was your relationship with your hair growing up? Because I see you also have curly I, hair. Yo, I feel like I hated it so much. So like, 
honestly, I did not even know I had curly hair probably until like middle school because my yeah. mom like will always blow. like in all our childhood pictures, my hair straight and then like once you know it gets a little bit crazy, they put in like in, in like bolitas and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. So I never really remember my hair being curly. And yeah. then, like in middle school, I used to be like, oh, "Okay, it's curly," but I go to the salon every every week. And yeah. then in high school, I started fly ironing, mm-hmm. um, ironing, and then I was like, "Oh my gosh, straight hair is the way." I used yeah. to be, like, I love like being in water, and I used to be like, "Freak, I, fuck, I can't get in water because I yeah. don't want to, I don't want to ruin my hair." And then it yeah. Was, like, thing and it was only into college like I even did a Japanese perm because I was like I'm tired of straining my hair I just want it to be straight all the time yeah and then I did a Japanese perm but then after that I don't even know like what happened I think I just got fed up and tired I was like yo I'm tired of this shit like this is yeah. a lot of work and I felt like my hair I will um like blow it out or flat iron it and it will literally smell so bad and i'm just like this is gross oh the chemicals yeah so then i was just like i'm just gonna stop and then i i stopped so <laughs> what, like what yeah. what did you do like you 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 didn't do a big chop or anything you just kind of let your, your hair just bounce back after you stop putting stuff into it so like after because the last thing i did was the japanese so then well you know once it start going out it start going out yeah curvy, yeah so I just cut it like real, sh- like maybe up to my chin, and yeah. then I was like, it started growing. But I did went through like a weird ass phase because I was like, some of my hair was still like the perm, and then some of it was was curly. curly. So I was like, I can't, I can't just wear it completely natural. So I would do like, like these slick backs and stuff like that. I yeah, wore, yeah. I wore so many hats. I swear to God, like I, I really? only wore hats. And then when it started growing a little bit more, I did like. The, you know those curly rods? I think that's what yes, yes. So like rods. Yes, yes. Perm rods? Something like that? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. I, like, I would wipe my hair. Flexi hand rods? That. Flexi rods, yeah. For like yeah, the yeah. bottom could be curly and then it could like match up. And then I started. Yeah. Then I was able to just have my hair curly on its own and stuff. Got like it. So you did essentially do somewhat of a big chop. You, jo- mm-hmm. you chopped it real short, but you still had awkwardness going on. So you would just try yeah. to supplement it by covering it. Or doing like flexi rods to encourage your curls until naturally your curls just started doing it on its own. Yeah, that's it was it was a rough journey, I must say. Yeah, yeah. How how long was that? How, would you say it's two years, three years? I feel like it's been like two years, maybe. Yeah, because your hair right but, now is like beautiful. And I feel uh, my hair. So when when it started growing out, I still had some like parts that were like really weird and then i went on the on the set of west side stories they were like oh we have to cut your hair because it has to be a certain length and after that my hair started whoo it was like blossoming turning into flowers and i was like <laughs> okay what size stories like come on here all the time West Side story helped you out they gave you a free cut a voucher they gave you mash it but how have you been doing um like spiritually because like last time we linked you know we went into the little shop and they had all these (laughs) spiritual things the aura you know burning sage and incense how have you been doing i feel like sometimes i'm like down because i like i feel like i feel everything so much and it's like yeah i'm just like squad (laughs) 
<laughs> it's, it's horrible it's like it's Absolutely. good but, it, but it's like so like bad because i'm just like oh my god like everything going on it like really takes a, like a toll on you yeah. and then it, some people be like oh but it's not directly impacting you i'm like yes it is like it's impacting yeah. everybody and you guys just don't understand like it's so it's it's weird to explain but it's just like i like when i saw that video of george floyd i freaking cried like it was yeah. insane i was just like i can only imagine like laying on that ground and how you feeling and then people yeah. posting like at first people were posting um the whole picture and it's yeah. like i don't want to see his face like that in his last moments like it's mm-hmm. very like traumatizing and stuff like that um but other than that i feel like i've been trying to go on this journey to like see like what i need to do to like better myself and like yeah. you know because there's always like self-doubt in your head so that's what i've been mm-hmm. trying to work with lately trying to silence that little voice that's like karen come on you know good and well you can't do that <laughs> it's, it's horrible like yeah like, yo you be trying like for me i'd be getting like anxiety sometimes so i'm just mm-hmm. like oh my god i can't i can't really do this but then i'm just like shut up i still go and do it but my anxiety be like on an all-time high so yeah. i'm just like trying to learn how to like relax it and still be able to like do stuff because it really like 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 alters your world like you're like oh yeah. i won't do this um i'm not gonna do this because it's gonna put me in that situation that i'm gonna feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. and i'm like i'd rather feel uncomfortable and like get it done Yes, yes. I actually I had an episode on here with with um one of the guests her name is Chelsea and she was telling me how she everything that she's managed to do she's done it but she's done it afraid. But at the end of the day do it even if you're afraid, do it if you're scared, say it even you say it even though your voice shakes, like just make sure you still honor how yeah. you feel even if you don't feel confident about it because at the end of the day you only build confidence by doing it so even if you are afraid of taking these leaps like you took a big ass leap yesterday and you fucking jumped into a lake you know <laughs> your mind was like first... no don't do it you know <laughs> what you I, did I, it. I the first time i jumped i jumped holding someone's hand and when i jumped in i swear to god i completely blacked out that's how scared i was i was like i don't remember anything just when i hit the water and i was like oh yeah. my god you see but it, it it be like that mm-hmm. but then i built up and i did it by myself so Ooh. yeah no hands no hands just <laughs> by herself solo but it, it is like that though when when you are trying to do something especially when it's for the betterment of you which is like the it's what gets me so tight it's like it almost feels like this voice is conspiring against you to just not see you win and you're like why would you do this to me like you live with to me us, like, man. yeah like yeah, you know like, like we are a unit <laughs> So it, you want to see us winning? Like, yeah, I think it's just almost, but what it is really is just a fear of you embarrassing yourself, a fear of it not working out and what you have to deal with when you feel, you know? I think we're afraid to feel what it feels like when shit doesn't go according to plan, or shit, shit fucks up. You know, yeah. we don't feel good about it. So they just tell you like, nah, girl, just they talk you out of it. They're just trying to talk you out of it. Like, don't do it, don't do it. But um, kind of what you had mentioned about the the George Floyd situation about emotionally how that takes a toll on you I do agree it was very hard during that time to be on social media because every day every 
page, everything on the Explorer page, everything you saw on TV would just repeat those images of this man, you know, for those eight plus minutes that he was there. And it was just like, it's so hard to unsee that once you see it. And what, and if you are an empath like you and I, it's it stays there, you know? It's not like you can forget about it. It's it lives it'd be there. Like, like the most random time that you just be like, it'll pop, repop yep. in your head and you're like, what? It's so crazy. You be in the middle of your workout, you know, just getting that workout in, and then you remind, you remind, you remember, you like, I don't even want to work out anymore, man. Like, life is terrible. Like, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, how am I like, not saying that I have like survivor's guilt or anything, but I'm like, how am I so lucky that I'm still get to be breathing and someone who did nothing, life got taken away from them. Like, it's just, yeah. it's so unfair, and you just like, yeah. I can't stand for it yeah i feel you and and then kind of just like touching base on that a little bit like what is it what is it like when you realize that essentially because of your complexion because you're not you know darker compared to other people let's say who really do have to face it like face being such of a darker complexion and being targeted because of it um like how do you how do you sometimes feel like when you reflect on like what's your place in all of this you know i feel like i don't know like we are here like I will personally, I feel like I I have to protect them. Like, even though I'm not white, like, I still have more privilege. And I saw the movie Queen and Slim, and I feel like I never really understood what it's like to be black until I saw that movie. And I still don't understand. But, like, that yeah. movie made me seem like what I get judged on is nothing compared to, like, what they get judged on. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we, we can only, like say like like empathize but we can't really know what is it they go through so it's right. hard because it's like you you just have to be there to help and support because there's right. like we're never gonna be in their shoes so mm-hmm. there's not much more than we can do than that they like just support like a hundred percent 110 percent because yeah. we like as like latinos we get you know misjudged or people look at us different and say like certain comment but it's not like to me it's mostly like oh you're you're latina so you're spicy and i'm like what yeah. like like oh you're so feisty like a fuego yeah. and i'm like um okay like what <laughs> that's all you got to say uh, this sounds right, like guys right? who are trying to pick you up at the bar <laughs> Yo, no like um some kid in my in my math class i remember he's like oh like um, I'm like a little bit naive sometimes. So he was like, oh, like, let's do homework together. And like, I used, I, I got applied math degree. So like our homework was hard. So yeah. I was like, okay. So then he texts me. He's like, hey, feisty girl. And I'm like, ew, like I am not doing homework with you. Like, <laughs> get out feisty of here. Feisty girl, ew. I, I don't even talk in class. So I don't even know why he would assume I was feisty. I'm like, Cause okay, of Because like, of your, because of your nationality. Yeah, so I'm just like, that's so, like, dumb. Like, don't talk to I me. I get what you're saying. Like, what you have to face when it comes to people maybe stereotyping you or putting you in a category, it can still be seen like it has a positive connotation on it. You know, it can still be like, ooh, like, spicy, like, you're cute, you're, you're yeah. attractive. So I can I can see I can see where that that comes in also, but I think for me too is like as, as an Afro Latina, it's I don't I don't always get that spicy reaction though. It's like the, the, I think people immediately are just trying to figure out what I am. Immediately, like what are you? Because you look black, but you don't look black, but you seem a little black, but you don't seem black. It's just like immediately trying to figure out what type of black are you, and it's just yeah. like damn, like I I I think what I personally dislike is like this constant conversation of trying to categorize within each other you know what i'm saying like i think um 
just minorities as a whole, I think we all kind of know where we stand when it comes to the fact that we all know we get marginalized for one for one reason or another. So I think we should just all collectively be like, yo, since we get marginalized, we should all be kind of fighting for the same cause. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, yeah. I think as just understanding that we all get marginalized here, we should focus less on the, on the labels, although we know the labels are the issue, um, but focus more on how we can work collaboratively to fix it. Because at the end of the day, the labels is a man-made thing within the system anyway, and the system is a problem. So it's like, we don't want to continue to feed life into the system because we want to dismantle the system. And I feel like, like you were saying, like we all have we're all fighting a fight and sometimes the fight is the same fight so if we right. come together like it yeah. will, will, will become more powerful and like make the change and stuff like yeah, that yeah and i think awareness is so is so it's still important like i'm i'm glad to hear that at the end of the day you knew that all you really can do is become more aware of your even your privilege within the whole the scheme understanding that you don't even get you might not get treated as bad you won't experience what they experience but you know that within it all what you can do that's positive is to support and support it 110 percent because that's all you really can do by the means that you're given because at the end of the day you were born in this skin and this body we can't do we can't do nothing about changing that yeah. like, you know, it is what it is this is who you are so i just think that i i agree with that i think that when when we are you know having this idea of this conflict of like latinos not knowing where they where they stand when it comes to black lives matter movement i think it's just to stand with them and i think it's it's vice it's vice versa so i'm saying when we're talking about immigration i think that you know black americans should also care about that too you know what i mean it's just like i think we should all everyone who's marginalized should understand because even when lgbtq was trying to fight for their rights i saw there was a lot of people who were standing behind them even women who weren't you know a part of the lgbtq community but are feminists and understand that what it's like to be marginalized as a woman where like i stand with them so it's just kind of like where are you at like i i think about ellen right now everyone's like ellen where are you at like ellen oh my is, god you know, i hate <laughs> ellen <laughs> Ellen is, uh, you know, part of the LGBTQ community, has such a big platform, knows what it means to be marginalized. And it's just like, yo, where you at right now? I have not heard she's, much from you. She's one of those, like, white feminists that, like, whatever suits her, it's okay. Anything else is, like, I don't care for it. And it's it's ridiculous. Like, it is. Like, girl, she, you was... They canceled her... Like, when she came out in her show, like, she's... Um, they canceled it the next day. Like... Really? Yeah, she had her own show and then she came out as gay and then her show. I don't know if it was the next day, but I know it got canceled because of yeah. that episode because people were like outraged. So like she knows what it's fe- what it feels like. And it's just yeah. like she I don't think she does the most. Um, she does right. nothing. Actually, she's just yeah. like stays quiet in her home in her million dollar mansion like all these celebrities do. Um, yeah. I don't know if you saw that. Like, you know how they did for like coronavirus? They did the imagine all those people like the celebrities yeah yeah um, yeah they also did for like black lives matter like it didn't get that much attention but i was like what the heck like what the fuck is this they did like yeah. um like i i they did like a little infomercial like i stand with you um for all the times i ignored something and it was just like white celebrities and i was like stop making dumb videos like this and actually do something do something like, we yeah. all know you ignored everything for such a long time so just like exactly. go out and be about it so it's just like it's ridiculous 
It is ridiculous, 100%. And that's what I'm saying. Like, Ellen with her platform. And the thing is that Ellen loves bringing, like, um, underprivileged people to her show and giving them checks, like, in front. Exactly. And it's just like, you know, we see that you are with it, but it almost feels like a tax write-off, almost. Like, you know, here I am giving another group of kids, you know, $10,000. And it's just like, where are you now? I, sh- I should have seen a whole video. And maybe I haven't. Maybe she did do something and I haven't heard about it. But she has such a big platform. Everyone knows. Ellen is like a household show. Everyone in America will sit and watch Ellen. So I'm just like, why hasn't... I haven't heard much from her. And, that, and what, I, what I was trying to say in reference to all that is that just like everyone who's marginalized during this time, stop focusing on like, where do I stand within, you know, Black Lives Matter if I'm not Black? Or like, you know, at the end of the day, the conversation about Black Lives Matter matter isn't that their lives are the only ones that matter we are just saying that their lives right now matter more because they are being killed at rapid at rapid speeds and ratio to the rest of the community so therefore their lives matter because you you know they're they're dropping like flies and then it's not being investigated properly and it's not being nothing's really being brought to justice properly it's almost like we're sweeping it under the rug and then what happens is when, when shit like this happens, the conversations of history start to spark up again. What we weren't talking about before, all the injustices that have been happening for 400 plus years, it's like now they're coming up again. And and that's the fuck up. With, that's where the system fucked up. Like they try to, you know, not put it in our history when we're in school not talk about it you know whitewash us as much as they can make us fall in love with the european look and make us feel like that's what we're supposed to aim for everything we have been just whitewashed in so many ways and then you expected that shit wasn't gonna hit the fan at some point like shit has hit the fan and now everything is coming out everything footage of old shit information like there's so many things that are being leaked out and just put out there that it's like it's so hard for you to unsee it now if you're not out of the matrix anymore i don't know what to tell you out of the matrix karen (laughs) i've been out of the matrix i've been out the matrix (laughs) yo i saw the matrix movie and i was like yo like fuck this life that we're living because it's like yeah. when when neil goes through a road you're like are you gonna go down the same road that you've been down and you know the ending or are you gonna continue yeah. and go with us and it's true like you've been down this road you know how the outcome is gonna be but we continue to do it like i feel like there's been uprising but then it goes it goes back down so yeah. i'm like with this like with these protests that have been happening like i hope like change really does come because like mm-hmm. i'm tired of it like like literally tired yeah. of like living a life that people like white people think they're above us all like they're not yeah. like we are all the same like I don't, and then it's like for like white people i feel like they have no empathy like not all some of them i feel like they have mm-hmm. no empathy and they don't care enough to see things in a different light just because yeah. like they're comfortable and i'm just like yeah. i'm tired of that absolutely you, i 100 agree with that like, i just think that they're so they're okay with being um, comfortable. Like they've been comfortable yeah. for far too long. And it's like, we want to be comfortable too. Like mm-hmm. shit. And I think that's all we're really asking for is that we just kind of want to be comfortable too. That's it. It's like, we just want to be able to have a seat in the same stadium that y'all get to sit at and watch the world. Like we got, we have to watch from the outside off a TV screen where y'all can just sit in the fucking stadium and watch it from the comfort of your seats. But we don't have that same experience when it comes to viewing our lives through our own lenses y'all get to sit in the stadium we gotta watch outside from the fucking tv screen it's just like it's bullshit and i definitely agree when it comes to the fact that they don't want to accept that we can possibly all be at the same level and that they just they want to feel like they can still be above something or someone and that's a problem within itself like that is your privilege and the fact that you don't want to recognize your privilege when it's so obvious it's it's 
it's disgusting almost it's just like why would you want to go down the same road over and over again because we know why because it benefits you and it doesn't benefit anyone else but why would you want to live in a world that only benefits you and especially because half of these people be super religious talking about they're super christian to the death of them but how do you think that that's religious at all i don't think that when it comes to the story of god that he wanted anyone to be treated as less than Y'all will use your religion and your Christianity to justify why y'all do what y'all do. And that's been used for forever. You know, with slavery, they yeah. use Christianity to get them to believe that this is what God wanted them to do. This was like God's, you know, request that they be slaves. So it's just like, how fucking dare y'all still want that till today, knowing that there's so much, there's just so much bloodshed all over this whole story. Like, why would y'all still want to continue that? Why y'all still want that blood on your hands? Like, wash your sh- wash yourselves from that. Save yourselves. Because I'm just like, if y'all going to perpetuate that shit, you ain't saving yourself. You know, at the end of the day, you made the wrong choice. It's crazy. And even with religion, like, sometimes I'm like, like, I feel like I'm a religious person or more like spiritual. Because, like, for me, I can go to any, like, like a mosque or like a, a church and feel connected yeah. to God. But it, yeah. it was like, that's something that like, are we, are we really Catholic or, or it was just like put onto us? Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's just, it's just crazy. So I don't even know. Sometimes how- I have dates too, but I think, I think spirituality feels more genuine to me than religion. I think I can appreciate religion. I can appreciate all these embodiments of God that became leaders within a religion. Jesus, mm-hmm. Buddha, Allah, all these people, all they really were was people who embodied the the true essence of God to a point where they really could manifest it here. And I think we all have the capability of doing that, but I think we've become so uh, stripped away from that, especially people like us of, of color who our origins are more closely related to these spiritual practices that people used to do all these things that i feel like we have that within us but we've just been steered in the wrong direction where now we're just staring and all we see is white jesus and we're like that's that's everything that's the one i gotta pray to like exactly i think we're so i think we already have everything lives really inside us you know you don't have to go to a church to really be connected you are connected just by standing in your house standing on a train standing at a background acting gig like you still you're still very connected in that way yeah i feel like it's always with you like it doesn't matter where you are if you feel it, you feel it so yeah that's the good thing about it like you don't have to like i don't have to go to church to feel close to god yeah so So what would you what would you kind of paint your your uh spirituality to be like when you pray like you pray like you meditate like what do you what's your regimen like to make sure you well, always check in so like for me like since i grew up going to like catholic church um when when i'm scared like like really scared like put in a situation that i'm scared i i start doing the hour follow because to me it makes me feel safe yeah. And then after that, like after I do, I do the Our Father and the um, Hail Mary. And then like yeah. after that, I just start talking like to myself and then to mm-hmm. God. And then like I feel like it makes me feel at peace. And then I yeah. I could continue with like my thoughts and stuff like that. I yeah. I try I try meditating, but like I don't know. Like I try meditating. Sometimes it works, but other time I can not focus. Like my mind starts. <laughs> running wild and i'm just like i'm like damn girl chill like let me just one, one voice at a time it's those creative juices flowing like crazy it's too many things but yeah. when i do i feel like it's easier for me to when i like i do yoga and then after that i meditate it, i feel like i don't know 
a, a, a clear passage through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like you like open up your your third eye and you allow that mm-hmm. light to come in. <laughs> I think so. I definitely hear that for sure. It, it, it is. It really is just about developing kind of your own religion in a way, a system that works for you. I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, saying those prayers. I know that there's times that, you know, my mom, she's not super religious either, but whenever she is like in a moment of like fear or something, she knows to pray and it and it works for her. And we're talking about like, it'll cast out whatever is there that makes her feel uncomfortable. So whatever works for you, if like that works for you, I'm not gonna ever be like, nah, girl, that's a part of Christianity or Catholic. And it's just like- Yeah, like that's just dumb. <laughs> yeah, like fuck Catholic. Like, they they put that on us like you can you can take from all these religions something that's positive from it like i can take so much positive away from the the story of jesus i can take things positive from the story of buddha i actually really love buddha's story so i can take so many positive things from these things but you know i don't have to strictly identify with just one and i think that's the problem nowadays when we have just these the social climates everything that's happening is like people this world wants you to be so one-dimensional and put you in some sort of divided like and divided like i can't be a christian and and like like muslim things like for me i'm catholic and my friend he's muslim and and he asked me to do ramadan so i did it with him i didn't do it the whole entire time because i got my period and then you know like (laughs) i was like i'm hungry i need to eat but like the couple days that i did it i felt like it's like a whole new thing because like honestly you're conserving your energy you're not really talking like Mm -hmm. so i didn't drink water as well he said like some people drink water but like if you do it like don't drink he doesn't drink water so i did everything he does and like i downloaded the app and what like you have to pray at certain times so i i don't pray to them so i just prayed what i need to pray but it was like you saw I saw things like different like I was able to like reflect on like past things that I have done and like yeah. ask for apology and stuff like that so it was really like eye-opening like it was just like a, a time for yourself to just think and reflect and like realize that you are pr- privileged like you can eat whenever you want and there's mm-hmm. people who are starving and like yeah. go days without a meal yeah so that was really good and like insightful that's and dope I'm, I'm glad I did it that's so dope that you were able to uh, be so flexible with your own beliefs. Because I know people who are super religious who would never even think to venture out and do what another religion is practicing. To them, it's almost like wrong. Like you're cheating on your religion, yeah. you know? I'm like, I'm like, God is one and God is for yeah. everyone. Like, it's not, we don't have to be on some, like, I'm better than you. And that's mm-hmm. another divide. Like that creates another divide. Like, you know, Amen. Um, white and black and like Latino, like it's all divide. And then, going into religion creates another divide and i feel like we don't need to be like that like that's what i'm saying that's why that's why like when when we talk about let's say even spirituality when we talk about um like the social climates of today trying to figure out where you stand i think we need to spend less time thinking about where do i stand what category am i in because these categories have been made by the system and like i said the system is a problem so we don't need to turn to the system for answers like we keep turning to the system to tell us where we belong but the whole system is a lie anyway so you want to know where you stand within a whole facade, a lie? Like, I don't care about that shit. Exactly. What I like, care no. about is how I feel. Like, if I feel good doing this practice of religion, if I feel good praying, if I feel good meditating, if I feel good writing how I feel, if I feel good fasting, because what you really did is a fast. And a lot of people say when you fast, you get clarity on things. And that's what it sounds like what happens to you. Yeah. And you fasting yourself and kind of putting yourself in a place where you are underprivileged and all you really have is your faith to get you through because you're praying so much to keep you like 
focused and getting through the days, you know, the more information you receive kind of connecting to that spiritual realm, you know? And I think a big conflict conflict I've been having is like, should I eat meat or should I not eat meat? You know, like, cause it's like, they always say, if you eat meat spiritually, you're going to have a ladder over your head. But if you are a vegetarian or vegan, you are able to elevate higher. So you can be spiritual and eat meat, but you might have a ceiling over your head. And I'm just like, come on y'all. Like, I just want to be fully like <laughs> I've been trying to like I'm a pescatarian and I've been like that since I was a sophomore in high school. So it's been like I don't know, eleven ten no, yeah. like ten years almost I feel like. But then I was like, yo, like I'm I gave up animals when at the sea animals and I'm torn because it's like my only source of like like yeah. actual meat and I'm like I'm like, I can't be discriminating out here. I gotta get rid of the I have to save the fishes too and it's just yeah. it's hard. It is. So you, are you still a pescatarian or are you like yeah, uh, yeah. on the... I'm still, I'm still okay. pescatarian, yeah. You're like I, contemplating? No, now, like, I'm still a pescatarian, but I've been, like, thinking, should I be fully vegetarian? But I, yeah. I have to see how it goes. I'm going to try, though. I'm going to try. <laughs> Something else to try during the quarantine since you have so much time, you know, maybe know. do a week. <laughs> some, some people, like, just go fully vegan, but I like milk. I know they say that's, like, raping cows. I'm still so tired. I'm just yeah. like, oh. I'm like, I like milk with my mango and stuff. Like, <laughs> like I'm sure Dominican over here. <laughs> this that's, that's the hardest thing. Like, the fact that you're even a pescatarian being Dominican is hard within itself because you know how we eat. You and know how like, we eat. <laughs> they don't even understand. They're like, I see, ya no come carne. Like, whatever. I'll, I'll, they make mm-hmm. everything, and then they put the chicken. I'm like, okay, did y'all make me anything on the side? They were like, no, just have the rice and beans. Because <laughs> they're oh, always damn. making making so much food. Yesterday, they cooked um, rabo. I don't know what is that in English. Rabo. You know, rabo, I thought was rabbit this whole time, but it turns out it's oh. just the tail of the pig, I think. Oh, okay. I ain't so I with none of that. I ain't with none of that. <laughs> and, you know, I just had like my little rice and beans over there with a banana. That's it? Yeah, well, sometimes I make myself fish, but sometimes, like, I want to be vegetarian. So sometimes yeah. I'm just like, I got to be comfortable with that. Um, I've been into Impossible Burgers now, you know. I heard about those. Is that like, um, it's like, it's almost it's so close to me, you can't even tell that it's not. Yeah, no, literally, um, I made it and I made a lasagna for the first time and I was like, damn, I haven't had real lasagna in such a long time. This is amazing. Really? What so, made you what made you make that decision so young? Like in, in uh I don't even to be honest, I can't even remember. I'm not gonna lie and be like, Oh, it was for the animals. Like one yeah. day I was just like I so it was like leading up to that. So I I was in health class in like in high school and we saw like you know like a slaughterhouse video and I'm like yo that's like like like, like that's cruel like that's yeah. horrible and then I was like I don't know maybe I should give it up and then I was like I'm gonna start slowly and I started but then like my best friend her grandma makes like the best fried chicken and I had two weeks being like yeah. pescatarian and she made it and then I ate it and I was like oh man and then I was like I need to be more disciplined and if I say something I have to do it and then that's how yeah. it started off like I was just like I had to prove to my, myself that I could like if I say something, I'm going to stand for it and continue to do it. So, Yandre, you really did yeah. that, though. You really did because it's so hard at that age to stick to anything because, you you know, your opinions change so much so fast all the mm-hmm. time. And you really stuck to it now going now. Now you're going on what? Like, it has to be, like, at and least... So, like, ten, like ten, 10 years. years. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, so that, so that was that. Kudos to you. I'd be, I'd be afraid my energy would just be too low, man. I know I he's like, like luck, luckily start. I didn't really, I, re- I didn't really change. Like I think I got anemia, so I had to take iron pills. But yeah. other than that, like everything was okay. You were good. good. Dang yo, this is crazy. Um, and let me just, I have one more thing that I want to get into with you before I wrap up, because I, I guess I'm just more curious on your perspective in reference to just everything that that is happening socially and and everything like that what do you feel like is in your opinion based off everything that you've been observing throughout your entire life from you know just your experience growing up in the latino community everything you've been seeing what do you feel like is the root of everything that's happening today what do you think is like the real core what's the real core issue in everything I feel like it's money, to be honest. Like the Euro, like, I feel like the Europeans, they were just like, they they were like greedy. Like capitalism is greedy, so they wanted to go and get money, like either legal or illegal. So they did whatever whatever it took. And then with that, they they had to create a system, the rich and the poor. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's how it it basically started off. And then like with the United States, I think they start like they created like. Well, not only within the United States, like they created nationalism, which is like your pride and loyalty to a country or like a nation. Yeah. Or whatever. yeah. So that that right there creates a border with ha- without even having a border. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, even us being in like America, like um, Dominicans, we like, oh yeah, so Dominicano, like you gotta embrace that shit. So that's yeah. like your nationalism. But then it kind of closes you off to other people. And then yeah. I feel like that's what's been going on here. But the root of it all to me is just like money they were greedy they wanted more and they did literally like did whatever it took to just continue growing and being like filthy rich and stuff yeah it's just so crazy to me to think that um you know money would would really drive you to that point though you know and that's just in my mind clearly these people don't operate like like logically it's like inhumane like to be like yeah that. Like, i don't understand how you can be like that like um recently this guy came up and like i took in in college i took a couple of like african-american studies class his name mm-hmm. was like king leopold um the third from like belgium mm-hmm. so he went to like the congo and he like ex- ex- exploited yeah yeah exploited he, okay he exploited all their rubber and like um he like destroyed the country like he used to chop off their hands if they didn't like get enough rubber and if you go to belgium like we saw a video of belgium and it was like you know how like they have like this they had a big arc and stuff and it was he made that country rich by exploiting africa like the congo and it's just like it's ridiculous like I don't know what will make you think you're better than someone else to like to treat them like that. And if like yeah. the, the the roles were reversed, like I wonder like what would happen, you know? Have you seen that um that music video of Wale? Actually, it's called like Sue Me, I think. And it's like it's it's like everything that the black community faces reversed. So it's like the white community facing it. And it's so interesting because it's like Is it new? Did that recently drop? It well it came out I feel like a month ago. So, yeah, that is recent. Yeah, I think I did see yeah. something like that, but I haven't watched it. I gotta check it so, out. So that's I'm like I'm like I don't know if the world if the world was reversed, like would we still be like this, but the other way around, or like what would be, yeah. or like if people just stood in their countries, like 
Africa wasn't uncivilized just because they weren't doing the same thing that you were doing didn't mean anything, you know? Yeah, but yeah. Why can't people so just be content? Yeah, it's just like uh, I'll never understand, you know, why people because when when we talk about people coming from Europe to Africa and seeing everything that's there and them just knowing that there was so much wealth there, so much goods that were just everything that you would need, you know, like and, and, and the first thing that comes into your mind is like, how do I take this away from them instead of like, you know, how can I learn to build this on my on my own place? You know, or how can you know like they just were like so selfish and it's just so weird to me. Like you were saying, it's just so inhumane. It's like, how can we have inhumane people still running how we operate as humans here on our level? Because we don't operate like that. Because if we did, we'd be a part of the one percent. We, we we don't. You know, we don't operate yeah. on like you know doggy dog, and we don't give a fuck about how anyone else feels. And we gonna get this money, even if that means that we gotta take lives in the process. Like you know, like that's not how the the majority of the people operate. But then these are the people who are our leaders and guide our entire world. Even with like like South America, like Latin America, I feel like the United States went and put them in the shithole that they are, like, they're in. And, like, they they just took so much from that country. And then they're like, okay, that's your problem. We're going to take yeah. all your goods and make it your problem after we yeah. It's like, so you can't, like, America became exactly like Europe. Like, even worse. Like, they did so much and they try to get into so many different, like, countries. That's why with Cuba, I feel like it's good that they fought them off. Like, yeah i'm not gonna have you take all my goods and then just make it your own and then we suffer even though like i don't know what's really going on there and my, like they have their they, own stuff i think but, i think cuba cuba is suffering to a certain extent just because it's just this idea that like you and i are gonna make the same amount of money but you work harder than me you know i know how i feel mm-hmm. when that shit happened just now like it's a hurtful thing everything is equal there like there is nobody who's above anyone there but um yeah. it it is but they it works for them like the people there feel like they they like it you know they some of them were you know all are all for it like they love their life the way it is so it's just like who am i to say your life is wrong because that's what happened with africa they were living the way they were living and they're like y'all not civilized and we need to make you more civilized and it's just like who are you to come in and tell me you know so it's just like if the cubans are happy with it you know so be it but you know same thing was happening with dr too to a certain extent that's why dr you know once they managed to fight off um the europeans that were there they did become independent they finally were you know independential how they say or whatever you know we celebrate the independencia because you know they were able to and that's what's hard because america is essentially the only land where that didn't happen you know african time we're not able to overthrow the european the europeans that were trying to you know instill a structure of how the, the life was supposed to be you know what i'm saying but it's such a big land though it's like, I, I don't i don't ever want to say like oh the africans didn't do enough it's like the land is huge like we're talking about dr compared to the united states of america it's huge you know like yeah. there's no way they would have been able to overthrow everything they it's tried just, it's just crazy that like we live in 2020 and we're facing problems that were faced like hundreds of year, years ago and it's like still continuing and like the it's like the cycle is never ending and like i feel like now is just the time to like end that cycle like yeah. i think like me and my sister were talking and she a long time ago she said like i want to run for city council and then i'm like we were we were talking like earlier we we're like oh like why don't you run like we are the people who know our community so we should mm-hmm. be there for our community and 
say what we need. Like people who become members, they like, I feel like they don't step in the community. Just like how some police, they, they, cause when you like a police officer, wherever your section, that's, you're supposed to live there in that mm -hmm. community. But mm -hmm. half of them don't, I don't mm -hmm. even know. Maybe majority don't. Mm -hmm. So it's like, they don't know what's going on or like what we're yeah. going through. So it's just yeah. like, we need to do better as a community. And I feel like some, like sometimes it's hard Like you get lazy you don't man like it's a lot of work and that lot of work is tiring but if yeah. we want to see change we have to like push through and just do it yeah we have to and we have to be serious about it like you said like we can't just when it comes to these changes at least when it comes to how we want to see our life in the long run you know we can't go through phases with it like we have to really be like i'm not going to engage with any of these things i'm not going to give them my dollar or i'm not gonna just be quiet about this i have to make sure that i'm speaking up on this i have to make sure yeah that we or at least vote to put these people in place who do care about the community are from the, the community um and i definitely agree too even when it comes to just if you can be that face for the community you know be yeah. the run for the city council although it is scary it is out of you know your comfort zone it is something that you probably saw as like an, something you never do you know it's just like why would I ever do that with my life you know so I mean she should definitely do it if if she feels comfortable doing so at least for, yeah. for the community there because who else who else are we gonna have who are we gonna put in place to help us move our mission we need to put we need to put these people in place so we can get the mission going, you know. But it's interesting that you say that about the world itself, you know. Like, what do you think the world is gonna look like, you know, after Corona and 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 just after like this time because it's so shit cannot go back to normal. Like nobody's <laughs> trying to like work in an office or nothing. Like. <laughs> I don't, to be honest, I can't even tell how it's going to be. I know it's not, it's not going to be the same. It's going to be completely yeah. different, but like, I don't know what rules are going to be, be like put in place or like even how people are going to react, not even with Corona, like with the protests, like, and mm -hmm. the good thing about the protests, like that's it. People are going to get called out. Like you're doing this. Everybody was always afraid, but now people feel safe. Like, yeah, I can call these people out because we're yeah. no longer like, we're, we are the majority and we I think yeah. we, we finally understand that so it's like I don't have to deal with this any longer mm -hmm. like I can state my opinion but the scary thing is is that like you know with the protest comes with the you know those all right people that have mm -hmm. their guns and stuff so it's like you have to be willing to like to risk be down, yeah, to be yeah. down for the cause because it's like yeah. you never know what's gonna happen so like when I went to the um, I've been to a couple of protests with my sister and mm -hmm. The first time we went, I feel like we were so like we were seeing all these Instagram posts like, oh, wear um wear glasses if they um like tear gas you, have a hat on because we saw like those rubber bullets hitting people's head and we were like yeah. so scared. So it's like it's scary, yes, but like we have to like make our voice be heard and like the more we are, the better. So it's like yeah. you still have to be willing to risk yourself just for change yeah. which is crazy that we have to do anyways yeah like, there's been i feel like since the protest started i i think i read somewhere it's like 125 deaths just because these people want to change so it's like yeah. it's ridiculous and I, I don't want their like death to go in vain like we need yeah. something different like right. this is not working anymore for people 
and it's so sad like you said that it has to be that way that it has to be for the thing that we are supposed to be afforded which is our rights we have to lose our lives for it you know it's just so crazy to me because it's it's just it, it is what it is it's written you know that we're supposed to have these rights but we're the only group of people who those that doesn't apply to you know you have a whole set a whole set of different rights and a justice system for people of color versus what you have for white people and the only one yeah. that's known and out there and advertised is the one that applies to white people that it's like freedom of speech you can say whatever you want you know like or justice if someone if someone rapes someone you know we're going to bring that person to justice but when it comes to like this affected someone from the minority community it's a whole different system it's a whole different waiting game it's a whole different he said she said it's a whole different like tier of like a lawyers like someone can afford a better lawyer so maybe your case will, won't even make it to where it's supposed to because someone has a better lawyer because they can afford one it's just like the whole thing is just like a whole different system and i think you're right i think people are realizing that we are the majority therefore we shouldn't be okay with this we we shouldn't be you know allowing this to happen without saying nothing because i think we went a very long time without saying nothing we were just we we saw it happening but i think now it's just like with the george floyd situation i think you just feel that in the air that this one was different this one just felt different it was yeah like he was just like uh, like a catalyst of all the things that were happening and just like i was saying with the celebrities like policemen like with the defunding where people are gonna see like they're because i feel like policemen they think they're invincible with their uniform like they can Mm -hmm. do no they can do whatever they want and get away with it and it's like it's like they need to realize that they're just like us like put on your regular clothes you are another like civilian a civilian is they literally think they can they're like almighty and can do no wrong and they could get away with anything so that's why i feel like that we have to defund the police like absolutely and i see that they are they are taking steps in that direction where i think i think trump did say that they're if if they're gonna do some sort of ranking system that if your um precinct or your um district is not doing well when it comes to the ratings of the community then your your station isn't gonna get so that much funding and that's how they were gonna they were gonna scale it through so i was just like because police officers are forgetting this is a customer service job and the people who are paying your salary yeah we pay their salary so how dare you think that you're not gonna give me the best you know the best a waiter can't act that way with me i need the best service from you because if not you know customer is always right so why can't we have the same mentality when it comes to offices i don't know why they think they're so high and mighty because they have a badge and a fucking gun like that's why they feel the high and mighty because they feel like they have this authority they have these these things like protecting them and it's like no like that should not be a thing yeah and you can tell that they like like i have personally i have this one girl who she's a police officer i think she deactivated her like instagram or whatever like we went to (laughs) school together so she put a post she couldn't take it (laughs) exactly so it's like you know they're getting affected she put a post like oh if if you want me dead because of my career choice unfollow me and then i didn't know what to write but then i thought later on i'm like i should have wrote to her like nobody wants you dead we just want justice like and if you feel that type of way that means there's something you know is happening that is wrong and you were choosing to like be like look past it and stuff like that yo so let me just wrap up with you now that you know i've had you on here for like you know a minute and i want to take up too much of your time but the way i wrap up the podcast is that i ask you a question and the question has three answers from you 
Um, and the question that I have for you is, what are three things you noticed about yourself from being in quarantine and forced you to be more introspective? So now that you've been locked up and you're more introspective now, kind of looking within and also seeing everything around you, um, what are three things you noticed about yourself that you were like, damn, I didn't even notice this shit? Well, I feel like I noticed that I I hold grudges like too much and like I need to learn to let them go because they create so much baggage, you know? And well, I feel that. What have you been doing to work on that? It's like, so like some people, like I feel like once you cross me, oof, I feel like I would, I, you could be standing next to me and I'll have the cold stone face and I will never talk to you. So like mm. some people that I feel like I wasn't talking to for like, it was like stupid reasons, but I was just like, I that's it. Like, I, so I was like, went to them. I'm like, oh, like I'm gonna give you another chance, you know? Hey. Um, I, Cause it, it takes a lot of energy to hold the grudge, like mm-hmm. more energy than actually being friends with the person or just talking to them. So I yeah. feel like that was one thing that I decided I have to work on and be better with. And it's like, mm-hmm. it. The only thing you have to do is like put your pride aside because it's like your pride really holds you back in a lot of situations. Yep, yeah. And your not ego even with your pride. Yeah, not even with like just not talking to somebody and a lot of things in life. So it's like that's something that you sometimes have to learn. Like you have to be like selfless and like let go of that ego sometimes. So yeah, that's yeah. one thing I've noticed. That's a dope thing to learn. That's a dope <laughs> thing to notice now, you know, like not and later in life. It's too late, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, Another thing I noticed was like, like the power is you. Like you determine like what you want to do and who do you want to be in life. And yeah. no one, like you shouldn't let no one affect you or like alter your, cause sometimes people say things that like, it kind of manipulates you to doing things. Yeah. And in reality, like you are like the, you the hold pioneer. your own destiny. Yeah, yeah, like you, whatever you want to do, do it and just like give it your all and stuff. Because yeah, sometimes even if I you got like, these voices telling you yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> so like even like yeah, with acting exactly like sometimes I feel like oh, um, like it seems impossible. Like I can't do it. But then I'm just yeah. like, I just have like many people have done it before me that aren't like because I feel like at first I used to think like oh this is like a whole white world over here. And oh it's yeah. Like, it's so hard. But I'm You're like, not wrong for that. Yeah, but I'm like. There's been people, you know, from the Bronx or just any hood that have made it. And I'm like, it's not impossible. It's just hard work. And like, it's also being lucky, like being in the right place at the right time. That's why I try to take like every opportunity. I'm like, yes, I'm a background, but you never know like what can happen. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just try to be there and be present with that too. Yeah, and that's really good because hearing your stories about like, you know, West Side Story, getting the vouchers, all these things, I'm just like, yo, that's good. Like, that's momentum. That's that's those are signs that maybe you are in the right place, or at least maybe there's something here for you to learn. So uh, pay attention to this time. So I was just like, you you can tell, you know, when you're in the right space, or you're you're doing the thing that really feeds you because somehow shit just ends up working out. Shit ends up better than you expected. So I'm yeah. just like, yeah, definitely keep doing that. If, the, if you're if you're ever looking for signs, if you're heading the right direction, that that's a good way to look at it. Is shit working out? <laughs> or they just leave you in the back. Exactly. Um, another thing, I don't know. Um, let me see. What have you uh, noticed? You've been introspective, like. I feel like I don't know. I guess with quitting again, like mm-hmm. you, 
if you invest so much time in something just in any, anything like you should like complete it you shouldn't just again with giving up i feel like people tend to give up right when they're there and it's like yeah. for us like the community like so many people have failed us like they don't believe in you they like prejudge you um mm-hmm. not even just with me like in general let's say like how we're talking about like black lives matter many people like they like even your own family will be like oh he's just going to be another person like this or like she's not mm-hmm. going to amount to anything so it's like you start believing it yourself and yeah. i guess they all all three of my thing go into play like you are your own person and you can do whatever mm-hmm. you want in life so that's that's what i just think i'm like you have yeah. to you have to like rise above like everything that you've been told and you're like before and just continue to strive to do whatever it is you want to do in life absolutely yeah absolutely because um just what you were saying even when people feel like they have so much roadblocks because of their race uh their nationality their gender their sexual preferences you feel like you have all these roadblocks i realized that all these roadblocks that i had developed just within myself with everything that categories that i fall in i just feel like they're taught you know there aren't like roadblocks that i necessarily felt i'm just like oh my god like as a latina woman of color i'm gonna be treated this way but i think i should still go try it out and find out you know i think a lot of times we're even afraid to even go try and find out and see if the experience is that way you don't know who you'll meet you don't know who you'll run into like you said life is like you could end up in a lucky situation and things just work out for you i think um we have the possibility to create our own life like you said but we have all these fears but to top it off these fears aren't even ours it's like all the shit that we've been told and pumped into our minds through the media and all these things and we won't even go try something we're like yo i can't try that like i'm not going to make it like like you like i don't know like my my jokes sometimes only make me laugh like what if i don't make everyone laugh like i think it's still worth trying like you know i definitely yeah. think you should you should still investigate all these parts of you because sometimes it is like you're doing the screenwriting and and align, along with the the comedy you're like figuring that out a little bit you're acting all these things can come out to become one thing you know still you know SNL is like a combination of so so many different things it's like improv comedy uh, screenwriting you know role play acting there's a whole bunch of things happening music performances just so many things happening in one place and i think it's a really good display of what an artist or a creative person looks like in interiorly like we're so, we can do so many different things and do it good you know i'm sure if someone asked you write me a whole comedy sketch you would put your heart into that you would make sure you make that shit as funny as possible same thing with your screenwriting yeah i also feel like like people of color are just as much as talented as white people like there's so many and i'm sorry man i don't want to be the one to say it but i'm gonna say it but i don't really think white people are all that talented i think they're a little bit mediocre i think think, you know i i think we surpassed them and that's why it makes them angry but you know let let me just be me saying (laughs) and like truth be told they have stole a lot of things from us you know what i'm saying you know you know but so yeah that's what i just feel like that's what we need to hear like we need to is that for so long things have just been taken and like people just yeah. need to hear like you you can do it and you can become what whatever you want to be in life it's just yeah. like it's a it's a struggle it's a hard work getting there but at the yeah. end of the day if you're like fully committed i feel like it could honestly happen 
Yeah, absolutely. It can. And I think uh, when I think about my process there, I might compare it to somebody else and be like, damn, I didn't go to acting school. I didn't do all these things. Right. So like, I'm like, can I make it if I didn't have these things? And it's just like, I really honestly think you can. You hear cases about people getting discovered at a gas station. I always think about the same story about Chris Brown getting discovered at the gas station. But I did not even know that. Yeah, apparently. I don't like, I have to go to a mall or something like that. Okay. But I think social media is such a great outlet, too. I think maybe start doing, maybe using uh, Instagram more or using just social media. Maybe do some sort of blog, like Karen Karen's blog, where you just vent about shit or, like, in a, yeah. kind of, a comedy type of, you know, way. Uh, you have the space, at least. Like, you have a room there. You know, there's some people who don't even have a place to record and they be struggling because they live, like, very tight. So... Um, you know, try to take advantage of the space, take advantage of the time and, 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 you know, do as much as you can creatively. These are things you want to do. And don't think like, well, if I don't do it this way, can I do it? Like there's so many ways you can do it. Yeah. So there's, that's, that's the thing. We just think that this is one like way of life, but there's like millions of ways that we can do things and get our point across. Yeah. Sometimes I be thinking I'm I'm gonna fucking buy a van and reinvent it and live out of a fucking van because I've been convinced oh I can I can only live in a house or an apartment. I'm gonna live in a van. Yeah. <laughs> I literally watch YouTube videos of people who live in vans and they Me just too. like cross country all over the world. And yeah. I'm like, I love it. I love that. You, if I could, I would, man. But then you always think like, oh my god, but I'm Latina and I'm black. Like you imagine I go into a fucking state where they don't really like my ass. <laughs> I did a, a cross country and like I I forgot what state it was. But once we got Virginia, maybe like Indiana, like one of those Mm -hmm. Midwest, and then they had an all right station, and then they were. I was like, "Well, this is too much for me." Like Mm -hmm. you don't know, like you don't know how much people are like that until you enter into their world, and you're just like, "Whoa!" Like people really have a whole platform, and it's crazy. It so is. that's why we need to have more platforms for ourselves. Like. Exactly. And the KKK should be ca- categorized as a terrorist group, too. Like, I don't know how the hell they're not. I don't under. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand how the Black Panther was viewed as, like, mm-hmm. terrorists. And the KKK, who actually killed people and yep. fucking burned houses and shit. They're like, yep. oh, like they're just, just expressing themselves like running yeah like yeah. running around the field and just like living life till this day till this like, day and it's just like wow you just see it you see it so clear from the beginning of time you you see it and i think when you do have times like this where we're introspective and you can go within it'll help you recognize everything and 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 treat everything as such you know like i think because we're, we're getting the time to be more introspective you can look at the world now differently you can realize your power you can realize your worth you can realize what you can do you can realize the 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 systems that no longer work for you that you don't want to believe in you can choose these things but it all really starts with going going within first and i feel like that applies to the white people too like if they go within and they ask themselves like where is this hate coming from why do i feel this discomfort around these people kind of how you were asking the little kid you know that you were babysitting or you were the nanny too having him be introspective and asking him like why you feel this way and he was he couldn't give you an answer a lot of times these white people wouldn't be able to give you an answer they'll tell you just cause like it's just it's a it's like that it's like that they can't tell you like that this person ever did anything to them that these group of people ever did 
anything to them it's just it just is that way and it's just like you got to go within now and work on that and if y'all don't want to work on that then y'all gonna have to find another place to live because we here like what you think they're gonna run us all out of here like we ain't all leaving we're all america half of us are american citizens now like we can't you can't run us out of here because we don't look like y'all so what y'all gonna do y'all either gonna have to adjust or leave and I like that, like, now, like, I know when I was growing up seeing all these, like, white shows, because I'm, like, ever since I was little, I love watching movies and TV, like, hours of it. And I just used to be like, oh, my God, I just want to be like that and see like that. And I felt like I didn't really realize that I wasn't comfortable in my own skin. And then now I feel like, why was I ever like this? Like, why Girl. did I want to be, like, be so bland? Like, I know. It's like, Salt and pepper. Like, yeah, like, I like how now, like, I have my niece and we, we talk about stuff. Like, yeah. her school, she goes to, like, Kip Freedom and I feel like they were very good, like, talking about, like, history. Like, she learned about the Mirabelle sisters, which I only learned oh, watching shit. Yeah, yeah, I learned the, it in, in high school. The I movie. Watching, I watched the, the movie. movie. Yeah. So they talked about that. Like, they have, like, they're very, like, they make her um, do like a, a Sarasha chorus. Like, it is my duty to fight for my freedom. It is our duty to win. And I'm like, how are you reciting things like that? And when I was little, I'm like, I don't even know. The so, only thing you can recite is I pledge allegiance yeah, to the flag. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I'm just like, with her school doing that and us talking, it already creates like a whole other environment that. Um, I feel like I never had because like you know yeah. our Dominican parents like they were like oh just like for us it was like we only had to get good grades like yeah. like if you didn't get good grades you would get in trouble and yeah. like I feel like we never really spoke about stuff like that and mm-hmm. not you had to learn it on your own like luckily I feel like for me I got very really into history like I yeah. love history just, I love just finding, out of your own interest yeah like I like yeah. finding like antique things and collecting it and knowing about it um so that helped me knowing about the world like at an early age rather than like being oblivious to the world and what was going on so yeah yeah it's just so different comparing then yeah comparing then and now you i I agree i we can at least recognize the level of some sort of progress that has been happening you know and and there's so many different ways too because even when it comes to sexuality now that lgbtq is out these kids, you know, back then, that was not okay. Like, if you were a part of that community, especially when we were growing up, you were going to get made fun of. And I always use the example, even for me personally, like, me being a curvy woman now, that wasn't cute back then. Like, it was, I remember, like, back in the day, even if you had any sort of butt that was bad, like, oh, my God, Becky, your butt looks big in those jeans. And you'd be like, my butt looks big. And the girl would go cry and scream. And now it's like, the bigger your butt, the better. Yeah. those butt injections. Like, (laughs) just getting them. Everyone is, everyone wants to be like us now. So it's It's just, like, it's it's crazy that it took them this long. And now if you have the flat ass, oh, my God, look at her. She has no boobs, no nothing. And before, that was it. That was it. You know, the lower you can wear your skirt, the better. But if you had hips, you know, that skirt oh was God, bouncing that's off. Something, <laughs> that's something that I thought about recently. I was like, I remember when I was little and I was like, I wasn't so little. I was like 12 or something. And I feel like I grew, I grew, to, I'm short. I feel like I'm 5'5", five yeah. five, but I grew 5'5 five five really quickly. Like I was the tallest yeah. at one point. Like I just, I just like gross fur for whatever but then I just stood there but when yeah. I used to wear clothes I feel like it looked like sexualized compared to like if a white girl my age was wearing the same thing mm-hmm, and I'm like why mm-hmm. I was like why I don't look like her like I look right. like a grown ass person and yeah. then 
it's just it's different how we view things like people be like oh she can't wear that she looks too grown but if mm. literally a white person wears the same thing and mm. it looks fine so i just yeah stuff like that i don't under- understand you notice the differences you notice like i said they live in a whole different reality they live in a whole they have a whole different justice system they have a whole different everything and it's just like they do not want to invite us into their world when their world they live a a, a more comfortable life and meanwhile we're over here like that's why when the looting and all the the um the protests not the protests the looting and the when they were burning down you know buildings and stuff you look at that and i remember a woman she spoke out and she was saying that everything you're seeing here is a physical representation of what people of color have to deal with within their communities and in their minds every day yeah like what they feel inside exactly and these white people have these they have this bubble and all this looks like terror and it looks terrible and i'm like this is their life though this is what their life looks like but you don't want to see that. You don't want, you just want to talk about how this is bad. It's like, can we talk about the fact that like, this is what their lives look like though. And that this is sad that people, human beings, you know, are living this experience, but y'all don't care. And, Cause it's just like, and they're black and you're white. Are losing their lives. And like, this is the only thing we can do. We can only burn the building. Like, we're, yeah. we're not even stooping to your level to kill people. Shooting we're, people. Right. Yeah, like we're honestly just like, that's the only form of revenge they they can get they can get protesting is that's why i feel like protesting is good because i'm like if we just continue doing it like it's it's gonna happen like we're Mm -hmm. we're the majority and um i'm actually going to washington because they put they put on yeah on i think it's august 28th they're having a march in washington because it's like it marks the day of um when um, Martin Luther King went so I'm like I'm going because I'm like we're living history you have to be a part of history that's and know, a like, big like that. day that's a big day the March on Washington that was a big day that place yeah. was flooded flooded so as soon as I saw that I was like I'm going I'm like I've I'm, I'm also a history junkie, so I love being a part of history. So I I'm just see, like, I right, see. Let me just throw myself in the mix over here. So you can like, talk about it because it's different. Because when you talk about it, you you lived it. You know, you're trying to be like a history. Like when you you talking to your grandkids, you're like, your grandma went to the march of 2020. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Karen, thank you so much for being here. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. I want to kindly thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you walked away feeling more enlightened, more inspired, and more connected to your soul. It is my goal with all my episodes to provide you with some essential vitamins to amplify your life. I would greatly appreciate if you could leave a review and share with anyone who can benefit from a little vitamins for breakfast.